I called for three, only got two, so I guess you could say I failed you, boo. But I'm going to go ahead and stay strong that Armstrong comes along. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on every single podcasting platform, as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter, at Aldeo State. And if you're not catching the visual show today, I, I you know I'm okay with it. Because the majestic beard has a mind of its own this morning, and it wants to go all over the place. So uh, I get it. As far as Twitter is concerned, feel free to jump in because I, I do often get asked, you know, "How do I stay tapped in?" Well, as much shade as I threw at Twitter for a long time, calling it a, a young man's game, I was wrong. I get a lot of DMs from Twitter, so shout out to all the the parents out there who are going through the recruiting process or have players already on campus that have been reaching out. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. Like I'll give you an example. So, I had been having conversations with Gunnar Wilson with uh, several people, and the more I heard, and the more film that I found the more I was able to correlate it to somebody blast from the past, right? I, I keep saying it because it's true. You look at the film of Gunnar Wilson early on, you look at the film of Malcolm Rodriguez in the high school, they are very similar. And I thought there was a lot of things coming into play that would have been to our benefit. Well, come to find out, um, I had been talking to his dad for a while and I didn't even know it was his dad. Like I never made that connection because it was all just about the show. So, it's, it's good to know that we're, we're having some sort of effect out there. And big shout-out to Brian Nardo. Uh, sent me some messages as well, so I got to chop it up with him a little bit. Gunnar Wilson is a good one. Gunnar Wilson is better than people can fathom at the moment. Now, if you go back and look at the film, the highlight stuff that he has, you will see that he plays out of position in high school. Because usually when you're that good and you're that guy, you're the Swiss Army knife, you get put in positions where we need you to play here. We also need you to play here. We also need you to play here. Which means that the cerebral side of the game is always going to be developing and always going to be growing for that individual athlete. But the beauty of this is he's going to now come to Oklahoma State and focus on something, right? Not a bunch of things, something. Which is a little bit more unique to some degree than what Malcolm Rodriguez had to endure when he came to Oklahoma State. Because when he came to Oklahoma State... There was no fallacy that he was going to end up being this big, jacked, all-American linebacker. He started off here as a safety. I think the idea was he was going to be a safety. But he kept getting bigger. He kept getting bigger. He kept getting bigger. He kept getting better. He stood out from the get-go as somebody that you're probably going to have to pay attention to. Gunnar Wilson is that guy. Yeah, I know. We can pull receipts later if it doesn't work out and people say, Cody, you're crazy. You know what you're talking about. Gunnar Wilson was not Malcolm Rodriguez. And that very well may be the case. But we can also spin the other way around the merry-go-round 
and we realize that Gunnar Wilson is, in fact, as good as I think that he, he will be. I think Gunnar Wilson is a potential first-team All-Big 12-er for Oklahoma State, and I do think it'll be fairly early on because just as much as we have concerns about how many linebackers we're looking to, to get in this class, you also got to look at the depth chart, and you also got to take into consideration that we lose some guys after this season. Justin Wright's gone. Xavier Benson's gone. I know Nick Martin is very, very good. And he's going to play a lot this year. I know Donovan Stevens has been kind of coming up in the game. And I know Jeff Robertson was last year tabbed to be a starter until his very debilitating injury. We don't know how Robertson's going to come back from that, right? You, you never know how somebody's going to come back from that devastating of an injury. So far, signs are good. Yes, we know Nick Martin is probably going to thrive in that middle role. He already looks pretty good there. And he can play multiple linebacker positions, although he's more suited for that style, right? Gunnar Wilson somebody that can play every single linebacker position. And if we had to, we could flex him as a safety. Could you imagine him sliding in and being in the same role right now as a Kendall Daniels? You could. It's unnecessary. That's the thing is, is we're going to dive in today. So we got two ones in Gunnar Wilson. And we also got Chauncey Johnson, the offensive lineman, that, you know, turned some heads. He turned some heads at the down and dirty camp. And, you know, Gundy likes his wrestlers. Chauncey Johnson is that, as we talked about in, in a previous episode. I think he was a good get. Now, from the offensive line perspective, we've got a long ways to go, and I think that seems to be people's concerns. When I'm reading on various Oklahoma State sites about the commits and about the class, like, I mean, why do we get so enamored with a number? Shouldn't we, of all fan bases, be very well aware that the number associated with the commitment class for anything pertaining Oklahoma State University is a little bit different than what you actually get. We're not Texas. We're not going to get a commit and then automatically throw another star on. It ain't going to happen. Nor do we need it to happen. Right? So I, too, was frustrated last season when you look up in the rankings and Oklahoma State is ranked like number 87 or 78 or whatever it was in recruiting rankings. Like, that's not good. I get that. That cannot happen. But at the same time, as we've discussed, ad nauseum, this whole recruiting thing is different now. The evaluation is different now. So now... Schools like Oklahoma State, and I highlighted even school like the University of Central Florida, we're universities that have had to pride ourselves on finding the diamonds in the rough. We've had to pride ourselves by being able to unearth more gems than anybody else. Because, again, we're not OU. We're not Texas. We don't just get to slap on a bunch of stars to come visit the campus. That's not how it works for us, nor do we need it to work that way. Do not get so fixated with stars because, guys, we've brought five stars in, and they don't last long. Remember somebody named Dexter Pratt? Remember somebody named Herschel Sims? These guys were supposed to be all-American running backs. They didn't pan out whatsoever. And then you have guys like Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman who are two stars that nobody wanted. Yeah, these are the examples that we could throw across the board. But stop worrying so much about the number that 247 throws up. Do the research. That's all I can ask, all I can say is if you watch the film and if you watch the interviews and you watch the, the like the Super 30 Texas released their top 300 or their top 30, if you watch that stuff, you're going to learn a lot about the players and you'll learn the positions they've been playing in, whether they've been playing out of position, whether they've been 
playing both offense and defense. And maybe somebody spent nine years as a quarterback before going over the defensive side of the ball. When you pay attention to this stuff, it does, in fact, matter. Cameron Epps is a perfect example. He was fairly highly regarded, but you knew with his athleticism and his cerebral ability to sift through the game at the position of quarterback, there's a pretty good chance that he was going to be able to replicate that same level of success, if not more, on the defensive side of the ball. But did everybody research that before they got in on the Cameron Epps sweepstakes? Probably not. Were fan bases privy to the the, the idea and the understanding that he was a multi-sport, all-American type of guy before he ever even decided to go play the defensive side of the ball? Probably not. Did 247 dig back all the way into the kid's future, or did they just assign a number to him predicated upon what state he played in and who was looking at him? All I'm saying is we don't have to be the same as every other fan base that just goes and clicks, to, oh, we're, we're not recruiting good. Come on, y'all. It's not the case. Gunnar Wilson is a perfect example. Why? Chauncey Johnson is a perfect example. Why? Does he fit the culture? Absolutely. 100%. Is his wrestling uh, ability going to be able to shine through in the collegiate game? Well, Mike Gundy seems to think so. Coach Dickey seems to think so. And we can throw shade at Coach Dickey over the last few years because he hasn't been super successful in Stillwater. But look back at what Coach Dickey was able to do in Manhattan at Kansas State. These type of guys are his type of dude. This is his cup of tea. This is finally his comfort area. His area of operation has arrived. And Chauncey Johnson is a very undervalued guy. Arkansas missed out. So instead of saying, well, he's not even good enough to go to Arkansas, let's maybe look at it as Arkansas is stupid. Arkansas gets tied up in the stars crap because they're in the SEC. Arkansas gets tied up in being fifth, sixth, seventh place and think it's something to, to, to write home about. Arkansas gets lost in their own sauce on this one. We get to enjoy it. So let's stop acting like our class is terrible. It's ridiculous. I will, we'll go through some of them, obviously, here, but I wanted to, to, to kind of shed a little bit of light there. I also want to let the fine people out here know today we were brought to you by FanDuel. And just like anything in life, guys, if you're paying attention to just the broad scheme of things, you're going to miss out. And baseball season is here. We're in full swing. You don't want to miss out. FanDuel is America's number one sports book for, for a reason. Right now, we're doing uh, the no sweat first bet to our new customers. It's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So join us today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and uh, get yourself hooked up. And while you're there, you can go to the baseball side of things, right? That's fun to bet on. There's actually a lot of areas to bet on. Um, right now, we're traveling. So I'll be doing some shows from hotels a lot coming up because we've got multiple states across for baseball tournaments. But uh, you could even just go bet the over on Oklahoma State. Hammer the over, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Pate just said it recently. He said we're going we're gonna to win over six and a half just because of the schedule. I don't think it's just because of the schedule. But I think the schedule in and of itself should lead you to make yourself some money and go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Hammer the over. And while you're there, if you want to check out some of the guys Oklahoma State has coming up in the major league ranks like Christian and Cardinal and Strand or somebody who's uh, a very affectionate to our hearts in Jackson Holiday. Do it. Do it right now. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as I had mentioned, I, I, I really, I called for three. All right. So I knew, I knew some of this was coming, thankfully, uh, because of you wonderful parents on Twitter that like to reach out to me and let me know what your kids are doing and what camps they're going to and what visits they have coming up. This stuff is awesome. It is amazing. And it's also very, very helpful. So thank you to all of you for that. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, well, you're probably missing out. This class is shaping up to be one of the best defensive classes that have ever come through Stillwater. I don't give 13 craps about the picking, stinking cotton number that they decide to assign to us. I don't. This year, we have been more diligent in our recruiting process from what I have seen. Oklahoma State has never been somewhere that just offers to God and everybody. Right? A lot of people say that Oklahoma State misses out on a lot of guys because we don't do that idea of just offer, offer, offer. But, I mean, I'm okay with it. So let's take a peek back real quick on the guys that we do have right now. And, and, and we'll do it kind of in sequential order from <clears throat> um, what, what I think makes the most amount of sense, right? Well, we got to start off with Land Cleveland. Landon Cleveland is the six foot, 190 pound safety of the Mansfield Legacy, Texas. And two years in a row, he led the team in tackles, had over 100 tackles, multiple interceptions. He's a game changer. He's a leader on defense. And the biggest thing for him, as we talked about the other day, is he publicly canceled all his trips to like the University of Texas because he knows what he wants here is already here. He knows what he wants to accomplish here is already. Very achievable, especially in this new 335. Landon Cleveland is the best recruiter we have on staff, not named Brian Nardo. So you definitely got to start with him. So the safety position, we look good. Linebacker position, we know that this is where we're going to need quite a bit of dudes. We got some dudes going out. Now, Jalen Bordley, six foot nine, 190 pounds. That is the reason right there why he is a little bit undervalued and under recruited. 190 pounds. Okay, let's face it. Landon Cleveland, Jalen Borley, same exact size. Difference is one of them plays safety, one of them plays linebacker. So, Cody, why are we offering a linebacker who doesn't have the size to play linebacker? Again, the new 3-3-5 defense that we have. We are going to be able to pride ourselves on guys playing multiple spots any point at any time in the game. Jalen Bordley is that guy. He's probably going to body by glass himself into a gangster-level linebacker. But if not, he can... Body by glass himself into a gangster-level safety. This is a good get no matter which position you look at. And again, he's somebody who plays a multitude of positions right now in high school. Uh, and then the offensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat because of our need on defense and Nardo's ability to get these guys brought in along with Landon Cleveland. But Rodney Fields is going to be a good one. Yeah, 5'10", 180 pounds, but... He's a sub-11 second 100-meter guy. He's a good 4-4 range um, 40 guy. Rushed for over 1,100 yards. And the 10.7 yards per carry, are you kidding me? I don't care where you go, how you do it, where you do it, what you're doing it with. 10.7 yards carry is hard to do at practice, on a scrimmage, on air, against your daggone JV squad. So Rodney Fields is going to be a good one. We need more thunder. But do we expect Ollie Gordon going anywhere anytime soon? No, we don't. 
Um, offensively, so we've been talking about Josh Ford for quite a while. Prototypical size for your tight end, six foot six, two hundred sixty pounds. He runs really well. His routes are kind of lazy, but that's probably because he only got seventeen receptions um, for Stiller High School. So, is this somebody that can be utilized eventually? Maybe. It would be nice to see Stiller High School maybe use him, um, so we we get a better indication. But you know, he is ranked. In the Super 30, as I think the 10th highest rated recruit in the state of Oklahoma. So he's a good get. But come on, Coach Tucker. Let's give him some more love so we know what we're getting. All right. Trey Griffiths, we covered him already. This is a massive get for wide receiver. Yes, yes, we did miss out on Ja'Kyle Baker. I get it. But if you were to tell me that we were going to get either Kyle Baker or Trey Griffiths at this point in time a month ago, I said, you're crazy. Honestly, I just said we're probably not getting either of them. So for us to get Trey Griffiths, in my opinion, Trey Griffiths coming to Oklahoma State is partially why Kyle Baker decided to go to TCU. Because even Kyle Baker knows he's not better than Trey Griffiths. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, he's just not. And again, multi-sport athlete, being in track, we've covered that he's a state champion level triple jumper. He can get up and get down for days. He's got a very good high point. He sees the ball well. Well, He's got natural hands. And last year, he split time with somebody who went D1, that's playing college football this season, and he almost had 1,000 yards. He almost had 900 yards as it was as not being the top guy. He's the guy now. He's the top dude in the talent-rich area of Keller, Texas. All right? So that's, that's a, a massive get for us. Good job, Casey Dunn. This is another guy at six foot three, 215 pounds. We could easily develop into that Tylen Wallace type of role. <clears throat> All right, so Caleb Hackleman, six foot six, 280 pounds out of Texarkana, Texas. He was part of a school that went 11 and three, right? Regional finest, class 4A. The size you can't teach, the nastiness. Again, this is. What I have found to be the funnest part of the offensive line recruiting, even dating back to last year, we knew what we were getting into this year as soon as all the transfers and everything happened at the end of last season. We knew this was the style we were going to, so we knew Coach Dickey was finally going to be in his wheelhouse. Caleb Hackleman fits that. Maybe, maybe more than Chauncey Johnson, but maybe not. Chauncey Johnson is 6'4", 290 pounds. So kind of undersized, you could say for his position but what do you want out of your tackles you want them to be nimble you want them to be quick you want them to be strong you want them to understand leverage you want them to understand point of attack you get all of that in wrestling and the dude made state his first year ever wrestling this is why he just committed this is why he's a perfect get for coach charlie dickey Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I really think that anybody who is not completely sold on this class is getting too lost in the sauce of numerical values. So somebody else that, you know, we, we haven't talked about a lot, and I, I will admit I need to do a little bit more film assertion on Mr. Willie Nelson, but we do know that he's fast as all get out. He's a track guy. He's already under 4'5", 4'4", 40". 5'9", 175, here's another one, coming to play safety, has the tenacity to play safety. On film, could remind you a little bit of a, of a young Trey Rucker, right? A Trey Rucker at his previous school. But five picks is hard to do. Five pass breakups is hard to do. To do all that in one season combined with 77 tackles, it shows you he's got a knack for the ball. 
And he, he, he likes sticking his nose in there, which is why we're looking at him for safety. Now, could he be a corner? Yes. Yes, he could. He is that athletic enough. He's that agile, mobile, agile, and hostile enough to do so. And this is what we're looking for. Um, uh, we know about David Cabongo, 5'11", 185 pounds out of uh, Trophy Club, Texas. His film is impressive. It is very impressive. There's a reason Texas offered Mr. Cabongo. There's a reason Texas A&M offered Mr. Cabongo. There's a reason that all these SEC schools wanted David Cabongo just like they wanted Lane in Cleveland. There is a reason why. So I'll be damned about the star rating we do or do not get. These are guys that we used to not get. Let's just face it. Let's call a spade a spade. These are guys that we used to not get. Now we're getting them. So let's not complain about the fact that we're getting the guys we used to not get. It, it doesn't make any sense. And if you watched the little Twitter clip that David Cavongo and Landon Cleveland put out the other day, geez, we're in good shape. We are in good shape. I've, the lateral quickness of those two, especially David Cavongo, I won't lie. It was um, beyond impressive. I, I didn't get a chance to see what his cone drill was was so if somebody knows what David Cabongo's cone drill is I would greatly appreciate that statistic because I'm sure it's absolutely off the charts and then we get to obviously Gunnar Wilson we've already talked about him I really firmly firmly believe he's going to be a Malcolm Rodriguez prototype but he's already six foot three 215 pounds it took Malcolm Rodriguez years to get there so talk about a canvas that's not Blake we ain't got a blank canvas with Gunnar Wilson. We got a somebody in Gunnar Wilson. This class will be light years better than whatever numbers associated with it. Whatever. So now that we've had an opportunity to kind of go through some of those guys, let's talk about some of the guys that we could be getting next. Now, I think the biggest one that we need to talk about is Malake Smith. Yes, we've covered him multiple times on here. But I think we're getting down to the cutting time. It appears as though it's between us and BYU. BYU already got Isaac Wilson. You know, the place that we that somebody supposedly wanted to say that we didn't offer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But so we already lost out on a guy to BYU. Malake Smith really likes Timurte, just like we, we dealt with this last year. Zane Flores really liked Timurte. Has Timurtay developed anybody at Oklahoma State yet? No, he has not. But everybody likes him. The recruits like him. His photographic memory is impressive. If he can find somebody to pass that on to, then we've got something cooking here. I do think that Garrett Rangel has that ability to kind of mirror himself in a Timurtay style of, of, of offensive mentality. But only time will tell, right? We got to see it. But Malake Smith. Why would you go to BYU when you know that everything's going to be about Isaac Wilson, the show, the lights, the, the, the brother, all of that stuff? It is going to be what it is. You're going to have not an impossible time, but a very difficult time surpassing him as it is. Avoid all the glitz and the glamour and the drama and the bull hunky. Come somewhere where you know you can put your head down, go to work, prepare yourself to get on the field and potentially go to war. At six foot three, 205 pounds, he reminds me a little bit of Malik Murphy. Right? I'm just going to say that. And Texas fans want to give me a hard time because I dare say that Malik Murphy could play another position. Like anybody who says Malik Murphy is not athletic and couldn't play the position of tight end wouldn't know football if it slapped him upside the jawline. All right? 
Malake Smith, come to Oklahoma State, brother man. you got a good relationship with Tim or Tay. You know that uh, Coach Tonga and that connection that we already have rocking and rolling is important. And we're going to need somebody. We're going to need somebody to pass the torch on to. Because let's face it, guys, all of these quarterbacks, they don't all work out. There's somebody in the quarterback room right now that most likely is not going to end up being the bee's knees. So you've got to always have somebody in the pipeline. And let's face it, if we don't get Malachi Smith, we're probably not taking a quarterback. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we'll go find one somewhere unburied or take one in the transfer class. But as far as high school kids go, this is it. He is our guy. This is our move. This is our man. We may have lost out on Micah Capana. I've done videos on him. I was super, super, super high on Micah Capana. He recently committed to Michigan. But again, you, you never know what's going to go down. So we, we need to kind of stay on tap there. Ja'Kyle Baker, yes, we just talked about it. I do believe that part of his decision-making process was partially because Trey Griffiths decided to come to Oklahoma State. It is what it is. Um, I think Ja'Kyle Baker actually is a good fit at TCU, so I'm, I'm happy for him. Go Horny Toads. That's cool there. Um, we, we talk about Ori Williams, six foot eight, 310 pounds, still undecided, but between Florida and Florida State and LSU and Texas A&M, it's going to be it's going to be rough. Uh, Joe Cryer recently committed to Ole Miss. Uh, Mitch Hodnett looks like he's down to kind of a TCU Houston us type of scenario, but I don't know a lot about him, so I can't speak on that. Uh, Kobe Branham out of Fort, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Arkansas did get them somebody. They chose to get Mr. Branham instead of Chauncey Johnson. It's all right. We'll make it work. But you never know. These kids commit, and uh, they sometimes change their mind. Now, Brett Carroll. Brett Carroll somebody I expect to get. We've, we've talked about him in previous episodes because he's from Olathe, Kansas. Six foot five, 292 pounds. This is the Coach Dickey type of guy. And he's visiting Illinois and Minnesota, both good fits, and Texas Tech. Texas Tech is hot. Texas Tech is a hot team that, you know, what we're going to have to worry about, especially in the recruiting game for a while to come. But if I were to bet, I would bet that Brett Carroll does, in fact, end up in Stillwater. It's just it's the right fit for him, especially with what we have going and Coach Dickey's connections to that area. It's a good fit. All right. Um, Kylan Reed is somebody that most Cowboy fans expect to come to Oklahoma State. I received several messages over the weekend about Kylan Reed. So let's hope they're right. Because, again, we are losing some linebackers. And we are talking about guys who can play multiple positions. And he's another Mansfield product, six foot two, almost 220 pounds. He's down to Oklahoma State, Utah, and Baylor. And, and let's be fair, all three of those are good choices. But Oklahoma State is the best choice of the three. I don't think anybody can disagree. If Utah wasn't playing in the sorry sack of a conference that they're stuck in, then maybe they have a, a more of a legitimate gripe here, but they don't. So you want to play big boy football. You want it to mean something. You want to play for stuff, and you want to play tough competition. It's Oklahoma State or Baylor, and Oklahoma State is the best option of those. Jonathan Agumadu, come on, my guy. Come on, brother man. This is a big one. I want Jonathan Agumadu very, very badly. He is down to Oklahoma State and SMU. Um, Mizzou, Memphis, North Texas are in, the, are in the fray. But from what I'm hearing, it's pretty much O-State and SMU. Now, what on God's purple earth does SMU have to offer him? I, I don't know. I, I can only assume, but I don't know for certain. 
But Jonathan Agumadu is a perfect fit for what we have going. He, he will do very, very well in this 3-3-5 defense. He can play multiple spots. So it works. I expect him to be one of the guys. Tamaric Johnson, another one, almost identical size, 6'3", 210, at a middle Othian. He's going to announce Friday between O-State, Cal, and KU. Now, Cal has popped up on quite a few of these top five recently. I don't get it. Can somebody in the comments section let me know why Cal is in a bunch of legitimate dudes' top fives? I'm, I'm very confused. Uh, maybe somebody can shed light on that. Now, this is the same conversation with Jonathan Agumidu. What in the world could Cal give you that you couldn't get at O-State? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Except for if you're going to play against lesser competition, then okay, cool. Then it makes sense. Then you can say, I want to go to SMU. I want to go to Cal because I want to play lesser competition. I don't want to have every single week of the schedule most likely be a, a dogfight, right? If that's the case, then these are your options. But don't go to Cal, dude. Don't waste your flipping fracking time out there. If you ain't going to come to Stillwater, you need to go to Lawrence. That's my sales pitch. You're welcome, KU. Tamara Johnson, make the right choice. It's Big 12 or bust, baby. Bo Tate. Um, I've received several messages about Bo Tate this weekend as well, uh, along with Kylan Reed. <clears throat> I didn't know we were really in on this guy, honestly. But we're not only in, but it seems to be down to us and Baylor. He's a smart guy from Utah. You notice somebody from Utah dismissed all the Pac-12 schools and decided to go where big boy football is actually going to be played? For that, in and of itself, Bo Tate, I am a fan, sir, but you know we need linebackers. This is a position of need, and it's a position of flexibility in this defense that we're going to run. This 3-3-5 from Brian Nardo will catch the world by storm. Matter of fact, Coach Haycock up there in Ames, Iowa, is probably going to be impressive, impressed with it, him damn self. So, Bo Tate, do the right thing. Don't go to Baylor. Come to O-State. Armstrong Noden, as, as I mentioned in the very beginning, the opening, he was the third. I really thought that he was coming to O-State this weekend along with Chauncey Johnson, along with Gunnar Wilson. I'm surprised that he did not pull the trigger. He did, in fact, decommit from Rice, which is, I mean, it's a smart move. He is way too good for Rice. He's way too good for Rice, just like Tamara Johnson is way too good for Cal, just like Jonathan Yagumidu is way too good for SMU. Armstrong Notum is way too good for Rice. So I thought he was coming to Stillwater. I thought he was going to make the decision this last weekend. From what I've heard, he's definitely an O-State lean, but this whole process has, has kind of caught him by storm because he went from a relatively unknown to a pretty sought-after guy very, very quickly. So from what I'm gathering, his head's kind of spinning, and he just needs a little a little bit to calm everything down, to, to settle back in and make logical decisions instead of emotionally-based decisions. So I get it. I'm with it. I think he will end up doing the right thing. I think he's a cowboy. I, I, I feel strong saying Armstrong belongs in Stillwater. But you don't know. He's an undersized guy at 6'2", 260. But again, we're having the O-State effect. As soon as we offer, it kicks up a notch. And by the way, Gunnar Wilson just recently got tabbed as a three-star. So he went from an underrated, nobody was talking about him guy, to us talking about him all the time, to him being ranked as a legit three-star, top 300, top 100 in the state of Texas, to being a cowboy. So this stuff does take time. I told you all the evaluation process is different now than it's ever been before. Then we'll move on to another big one. Did a show. I had some messages from him. So thank you very much, brother man. 
but Chima Chineke. I just like saying his name, to be honest with you. But he's 6'5", 240, 260, right? The, the, the stats have been kind of all over for him. It's down to us in Iowa. He really likes Iowa. He does. He really, really does. So it, it's kind of a heart and a hand right here. His heart saying one thing. His head saying the other thing. And he's got he's to kind of sift through that. But just like we've talked about, we need depth. The linebacker position after this coming season, it's no different for defensive end. We're going to need more guys. And Mr. Chineke is an animal. He's an absolute animal who is going to thrive. He's going to thrive wherever he goes. But don't go to Iowa, bro. I know. I know you hear me. What we have right now with this defense is going to catch the world by storm. You have already met Coach Brian Nardo. You already know that the the cerebral side of the game that we look for, you have it. You already know that the the mentality that you need to bring to Stillwater, you already have it. And you also know from a scholastic standpoint what you're looking to accomplish in college, we have in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And it's closer to home. Don't make your parents go all the way to bum fuck, bum, bum fluff. Oh, I just said a cuss word. Oh, whatever. Don't go to BFE, middle of nowhere, Iowa. All right? Don't do it. All right. Uh, Legend Journey. Massive, massive person um, that we could get. Everyone says he's leaning O State. All right? I like what I'm hearing there. You need to keep leaning. We need to have you. Six foot three, 255 pounds. Another one at a Mansfield. I'm hearing we're going to have some good news coming this Friday. All right? I'll leave it at that. Uh, Carlin Jones, six foot three, 270 pounds. He's the defensive end at a Bay City, Texas. Let's go over his top six real quick. Now, why are people doing this top six as opposed to a top five? Who knows? I don't know. But real quick, let's go over this top six he's got. Oklahoma State. Cal, Georgia Tech, TCU, Nebraska, and Houston. Now, our main man, Robert Allen, really likes Carlin Jones. He likes Carlin Jones like I like Gunnar Wilson. So you're saying there's a chance. But let's be real, okay? These kids, typically, you're you're going to, you want to win, right? You're going somewhere because you want to win. Are you going to win at Cal? No. Are you going to win at Georgia Tech? No. Are you going to win at Houston? Probably not. Could you win at Nebraska? Yeah, eventually. I think they got the right coach. They got the right guy. They'll figure it out. But let's be real, man. If you want the biggest bang for your buck right here, right now, it's Oklahoma State or TCU. That's it. That's the conversation we should be having. Get Cal out of here. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of momentum. It's, it's a waste of, of consumption for everybody. So let's just call a spade a spade. This is Oklahoma State and Cal. No, it's not. It's Oklahoma State and TCU. That's what it should be. I think that's what it is. And if you, and if you go TCU, like, it's hard to fault. TCU's hot right now. But. We're in more of a position to need a defensive end than TCU. So I do think from a playing time perspective, you'd be more advantageous to bring yourself to Stillwater than Fort Worth. All right. 
Will Smith's on this list. Uh, don't care. Done. Uh, Kari Johnson went to Arkansas. Good for him. Although, his teammates, his teammates were Jalen Bordley. Arkansas pulled their head out of their wazoo, and they, they found something here. Malik Esquire. I've been I've done episodes on him. Been very, 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 very high on him. His decision to transfer to playing wide receiver in high school for his senior year as opposed to playing safety, I think kind of pulls us out of the equation here. Just going to be realistic with you. We have him tabs as a safety. I think he'd be a phenomenal safety, but uh, he's really high on Texas Tech, and Texas Tech is willing to maneuver with him. I don't know that we necessarily need to do so, which is why I don't know that we're still in on the number one ranking for Malik Esquera. Esquera. And then um, we have talked about Devon Jordan. Devon Jordan is the number one rated corner in the state of Oklahoma. He's one of the top guys in the in the region. He's an absolute speedster. Just put out his top 10. Of course, Oklahoma State's in his top 10. This guy, I've, I've received messages, multiple messages, that he's an OU guy. He's an OU guy. He's going to OU, blah, 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 blah. But he hasn't gone to OU yet. So that means he's thinking about something. What it is, who knows? I don't know. We don't know. But he is, in fact, thinking about something. So, it is what it is. I'm excited, as you can tell. I'm sorry this one went longer than usual. I got wrapped up. I got tied in. I got excited. My apologies. All right, tune in for the next one. We get to talk a little bit more about football, but we also are going to cover a little bit of the basketball side of things because Eric Daly and Coach Boynton, they're doing something nice right now. So. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. Also, thank you for for going on this little bit of a longer ride than normal. All right, y'all. Later.